0: We're recording. Lucas. I'm Lucas. And Phil. No, I always forget. I'm Phil. That's Phil. And that's Lucas over there. Yes. And man, Lucas is good to see you. It's been five minutes since we recorded the last episode. I know, episode. and I'm so
1: excited to <laughs> be Woo! here. It, it is, is once so again much fun. a very special episode. It is a VSE. VSE. VSE.
0: Welcome to the VSE
1: experience, here. <laughs> <Sarah.
0: laughs> yes, VSE
1: Plus. Yes. Yeah. VSE yeah. Extreme. So the the music we chose for today, I just uh, this episode, I thought was funny. Usually, like we just can't wait to get started. This one was like thirty seconds to the drop. I felt like yeah. it. <laughs> so if you started the podcast and you're like, wait, where where are my people? <laughs> Did they rapture that time? Which brings yeah. us to our uh, subject matter to the to today, the premillennial dispensationalism. Dispensationalism. <laughs>
0: Yeah, well, uh, Lucas, uh, what
1: what's the best thing you had to eat this week? Uh, yeah, so uh, Naomi's birthday happened recently, at least recently uh, from this recording. Recently enough. Recently enough. And so uh, what happens at By all? By the way, cute, 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 cute. Yes. Cute, cute pictures. Your family
0: is adorable.
1: I love them. <laughs> so Naomi turned three. What happens at uh, like all of their birthday parties, right, is that, that we go get cupcakes from Sam's. Uh, but they don't sell gluten-free cupcakes. So it means either my wife makes them or shout out to uh, listener Brianna Magnuson. Uh, or I know at least Jared. Her hey, husband, Brianna. hey, Brianna. Hey, Brianna. She is just this amazing uh, baker, and so she made for me for Naomi's birthday party these salted caramel gluten-free cupcakes. Too cool! So there's she made six chocolate, six vanilla. Oh my goodness! Very tasty, very. tasty. Right, it
0: is so great to have people who will do stuff for you.
1: Yes, yeah. Which uh, on that note, it's otherwise kinda... you'd just be sitting there. I oh, don't okay, no cupcake. <laughs> I'm just gonna sit here and watch <laughs> you and be sad. <laughs> So salted caramel, salted gluten-free. caramel, gluten free cupcakes, phenomenal. I, I mean, and she made me a dozen. So my little sister, who's also gluten free, was there. She took a couple home, nice. uh, but yeah, I had quite a few. And uh, <laughs> great with a cup of coffee in the morning for breakfast. Just uh, absolutely that sounds wonderful. Sounds exciting. Yeah, yeah yeah, it yeah, was yeah, yeah, Very, very tasty.
0: Yeah, and a dad story. Yes, Has you got a dad story.
1: Dad stories with Lucas. Luca. <laughs> <laughs> so I actually I have two because they're short and they're cute. So uh, Short and cute, like your daughters. Take, <laughs> Get it? Yes, people. I got you. <laughs> take your bets now, poop or no poop. All right, take your bets. Bet Lay your, your bets. Starbucks frappe on whether it's, well, we're not sponsored by Starbucks and I don't no, think we really endorse no, Starbucks, no, So, sure. but you can still bet whatever you want. Bet your Manville Ave- Avenue Coffee Company. That's right, pretty tasty today. In Chandler, Oklahoma. What we're drinking today. Although they do give out paper straws, which offends me. And Uh, shout
0: out once again to First Baptist Church Chandler because we couldn't get into Manville Avenue because they're hosting a very important meeting of there's apparently some ladies from the the American Legion. American Legion women are gonna go help. In uh, uh, Shawnee
1: for the National Guard, the where their, National Guard their building was, was hit by the, uh, yeah, the tornado. So sh- shouts to them. Yeah, uh, doing a great work. And absolutely. so we're
0: moved over here to First Baptist, and they They've, graciously Yeah, been gracious, set wonderful us hosts. So
1: yeah. I hope you made your bets by now. Story number one. So uh, Naomi has this thing where uh, when it's time to get in bed... Uh, Make her go potty right before, right? Like, so she goes potty. And then she gets My in wife bed. does that to me too. Yeah. <laughs> and then immediately when we get in bed, she gets in bed and we lay down with her for two minutes, uh, She, which is not really two minutes, but to a three-year-old, you know, that's what you of do. Of course. Every time, I got to go potty. Like, you just went potty. So she goes again. <laughs> so then we go back in bed. And then once again, I got to go potty. So we Because go. it resets the two minutes. Exactly. <laughs> uh, she knows this. She's or it, a clever child. It was doing that. Not anymore. Oh, uh, Iron Fist. Uh, oh, anyway man. kind of I'm a softie um, so we go in there again and then she's sitting there and she just starts making these faces at me while she's on the toilet and I was like Naomi are you pooping and she goes yeah one and a half <laughs> <laughs> sure enough there were one and a, one big one and one little one in the toilet <laughs> one and too a half too much information <laughs> it was pretty funny Lucas uh, and, have we not
0: talked about this <laughs> And then on the You don't describe the poop.
1: <laughs> she <laughs> hey. Hey, she's the one that said it. One and a half. One and a half. All right. Anyway, and then uh <laughs> yeah, a couple days later, we were out. We have a back deck. We eat out there as often as the weather allows. Like we just love to be outside, and we have chickens that run around our yard and uh, get on the deck and defecate occasionally. So if you guess poop or no poop, yes, both stories are poop. Um but anyway, we have little parrots now with our children. What? Our children are parrots, is what I'm trying to say. Oh,
0: I see. I thought you had so, chickens and parrots. No, Naomi How is, do they get along, the chickens and the yeah, <laughs> You know,
1: like pirates. <laughs> Naomi is sweeping the deck and then says something that I'm sure... The poop sure, deck? The oh! poop deck. I'm to sure... To follow the pirate theme. I have said several times, which... By the way, amazing how well she can sweep for three years old. Just like so good, but she's sitting I think there that's, sweeping uh,
0: like child labor laws.
1: Yeah, and she goes, it, she worker. goes, she sweeps. She goes, stupid chickens pooping on my dick. <laughs> she's heard that somewhere. Yeah, she's heard that somewhere. <laughs> so she just this little three-year stupid chickens. <laughs> <laughs> Oh
0: man! Uh, stupid chickens pooping on my deck. We got to put that on a sticker. Yeah, we should put that on a shirt. Stupid chickens pooping on my deck. Stupid I love chickens it. How many times can we say it?
1: <laughs> yes, over and over.
0: That's the title of this episode. <laughs> It'll it will definitely make it. It will definitely make it. I got to say, the last episode that I uploaded, I don't know if it was because my wife and I both admitted we were suffering a little post wedding depression, so my mind may have just not been as creative. But I had the hardest time coming. Up with the title. Oh. Usually, I can come up with these zippy little clever titles that I hope they make people want to listen to listen for those episodes throughout. Right, right for those right. words throughout the episode. Those ideas.
1: See what you got to do in titling is you just think of the most controversial thing that even yeah, came yeah, close yeah, yeah. to being said, and you put that.
0: Yeah, put that. Yeah, yeah. And every once in a while we should just say. I'm not even going to say
1: it. <laughs> something. Something super <laughs> controversial.
0: Yeah, 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 uh, yeah like gay pastor. Anyway,
1: so... <laughs> I'm not... Transformation Church. <laughs> Wait, what? Whoa,
0: okay, that went a really different Carl <laughs> Carl Oh, We're going to keep going. Uh, that was sad. Okay, so you, it went from weird to sad. Okay, anyway, but <laughs> we do have an episode. VSE, the VSE Experience. The very special episode. going on here, and you had... I thought, this is what I like about you, Lucas. I don't like very much about you, Thank but you. this is what... I, like about you do you ever have anyone say that to you you know that's what i like about you and you're like wait is that the only thing you like <laughs> yes <laughs> this is what i like about you lucas you heard something that you, uh, you're one of your idols uh i don't call them Oklahoma idols City
1: thunder okay uh he's the coach of the gm the gm the so, gm yeah right. okay if you don't know the Thunder are rebuilding right now. Their GM yeah. is Sam Presti, and he has just been putting on a to master be rebuilding class and
0: to make the playoffs and do as well as they did
1: is incredible. It's really great. Yes, that the, the play in tournament they they went through, uh, they the the draft, the the way they've collected assets, the way that they've developed culture, like it's everybody in the NBA is looking like that's what you're supposed to do.
0: Yeah, this so, is obviously
1: something. Obviously something is being done right, and that so you look at this and and Sam Presti. Uh, to me, it's just this great picture of leadership. I love to see how he leads, uh, how he does things, uh, just because I think he's doing a great job. So, um, totally. he, But one of the quotes from his postseason press conference, which again, in that he, he gives uh, an unlimited amount of time to the local media to just sit and ask him questions. So this time it was two and, almost two and a half hours. That's awesome. That he was answering questions and talking about the team. But one of the things he said when he was talking about their relationship with Shea Gildas Alexander, which is the star... As he said, um, a lot of times in relationship, uh, the most important thing is appeasement. Mm. However, in a successful relationship, the most important thing should be challenging, or maybe not the most important thing, but you should be able to and seek to challenge one another to be better. Yeah. And so in that, he was just talking about how Shay, that the the organization can challenge Shay to be better, and then vice versa, Shay can challenge the organization, and it's mutual, and nobody gets offended. Uh, versus in the NBA, a lot of times teams—it's more about appeasing their superstar, right, 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 or right. they leave, like Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving just did this this season. So, right, yeah, yeah. But I just thought that's such an interesting thing in relationship—not just in the team, not just in marriage, not like in all sorts of relationships. Right. And it kind of goes back to our last episode. I was talking about having difficult conversations. Uh, it's important that we're able to challenge one another.
0: Well, and I think keeping this in the realm of of sports, I think this is, you know. A lot of us, especially guys, of course, my wife is also a great sports fan, and we look at coaching, we, we observe coaches and the way they deal with these high-profile personalities, and we learn a lot from that. Coaching yeah. is a – and and watching our kids be coached well and not so well at times. And, you know, there's some important lessons to learn from that, I remember watching the documentary that uh about uh, the Bulls, Michael Jordan, and all that, whatever it was called. Oh, yeah, the and during uh,
1: COVID, right? That came out, yeah, during, yeah. that came out during COVID. was like, just I really. have literally nothing else to do,
0: but it was really
1: good. Yeah. And one
0: of the big things was Phil Jackson, uh, the, the Bulls coach during that time, his ability to manage those incredibly, uh, crazy, high, uh, high functioning personalities big right. big personalities that are used to getting their way his ability to manage them and challenge them not just appease them yeah uh,
1: is what made that team so successful and in that and just continuing sports because i love it uh <laughs> you look at the best players in any sport they are not satisfied to just continue being what they always have been right like they right. You look at LeBron James, love him or hate him, I, I tend to lean towards the latter. Uh, <laughs> but, right, like, LeBron, every offseason, he's working on something. He's trying to become better at something. When you look at Shea, the guy we were just talking about, every offseason, he's come back having worked on this certain skill to be better at it. And it's not like he's looking and like, I'm a terrible basketball player, and you, basketball player, and you saying I need to work on this is the worst. He's saying, okay, I'm, I'm really good. But I can be better, right? My
0: Super Bowl champion, Kansas City Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes, that people, you know, the first, his first start in the NFL, people were saying, We've never seen anything like this. That guy at the end of every game, and mm-hmm. like you're saying, at the end of every season, is like, Well, I gotta get better at this, I gotta get better at this, I gotta get better at this. That's how those people succeed. Yeah. is they're constantly challenging themselves.
1: And it's it's looking at it from you know, we talked about self-confidence and you, you just the struggle of it, but it is they have enough self-confidence to say, I am not perfect, and that's okay, I'm going to continue to work on it. Whereas yeah. I think we get in this place where if someone brings up, hey, you're not perfect. It's offensive. We get offended because I'm trying to build this shell up like I am perfect. Because yeah. I know deep down that I'm not. You know, and so wow. we're like trying to when we try to show perfection that anybody pointing out a flaw is offensive.
0: Yeah, and it's such a trap. Um, Frederick Buechner, who I used to pronounce it Buchner, um, one of my favorite authors uh, is was Brennan Manning. He is Brennan Manning? He passed away. But uh, Beekner, who also recently passed away, said that uh, th- our, our original shimmering self hardly gets lived out of at all. And s- instead, we build up all these false selves that we, and he, this was incredibly insightful, he said, these false selves that we put on and take off like hats and coats against <laughs> the weather. You know? Yeah. What an incredible idea that, yeah, we tend to say, oh, my self, is not good enough, and so instead of saying, "All right, well, God help me, Lord, father me, Holy Spirit, work in my life," instead of saying that, what do we do? We say, "Well, uh, I I need to be more patient, so I'm going to try. I'm going to put on this false patience, yeah, or I'm going to put on this false confidence, or I'm going to put on this false." love and be you know i'm too i'm just nice to everybody and i let everybody walk all over me or whatever the yeah. unhealthy behavior happens to be uh we we put on something that's not us because we're afraid and yeah you know the last episode you said
1: what was one of your scared money Scared don't money, none <laughs> scared
0: money don't make
1: none <laughs> well i just yeah. d- Do you think when we're trying to lead or we're trying to walk in this way where we're trying to put on something that's not us, when we're putting on a false front and a false face, Craig Rochelle talks about people would rather follow a leader who's authentic than a leader who's always right. And ultimately, it's because you can't be always right. Like, no one is outside of Jesus and outside of God. And so as we walk through this life, like, we're going to make dumb choices. We're going to do wrong things. It's when we try to cover those up that, again, we have to... We have to continue to to build up this lie. So any crack in that lie, it's just, I don't know, I think it's a lot of a lot of our problems come from pride, and a lot of our pride comes in unconfessed sin where we want to sit on things. And when we are sitting on unconfessed sin in our life, we're, we have to pull punches. We have to not talk about certain subjects. We have to, I mean, I can't call you out for this because that makes me a hypocrite. If someone were to find out that I'm doing this... So it's, it's often like we talk about this web of deceit or web of lies. And when we start to, to weave it, right, it's easy to get tangled up. But when I'm living authentically, and it's okay that I'm not perfect, it's okay that this... Then when you challenge me, when you call me out on something, like, great, let's work on that and build that up. But I can also call you out and challenge you on yeah. that. So, because yeah. I'm not afraid. I, I don't need you. I don't have to worry about you calling me out on something because I'm going to be open about it anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: I, you know, we we produce a podcast for a lady uh, who hopefully we will have on our podcast at some point uh, at at the place where I work, and she is she's not a doctor, but she's some kind of a therapist. She talks about narcissism, and she says, "Well, these narcissists have been so discounted their whole lives; they're so deeply insecure. They're just trying to survive, and so everything gets focused on them, and they can never admit they're wrong. They can never take." Uh, criticism, and both uh, Kyle and I, who are listening to this, are going, "Uh oh, am I a narcissist?" You're right. <laughs> and she's like, "Well, no, 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 no. There's, you know, this is somebody who's really taken this to a, kind of a, a more of an extreme. But at the same time, we have these narcissistic tendencies that uh, we want to protect ourselves. We don't want
1: to admit that we're wrong." Yes, I think it is like all of us. It's the same idea. All of us struggle with anxiety, but it's not clinical anxiety. All of right, us struggle right. with depression, depression from yeah. it, but it's not clinical. It's not always the extreme, but it, we can still struggle with it, and it is in our life.
0: Um, yeah, we all experience depression, but if at some point, not you're not recovering normally yeah. from it. So, here, I wanted to ask you a question. So, what did, And I don't. Have, this is, I'm not asking this because I have an answer to it. I may have one before you finish. But what? Why do we do that? why don't why do we protect ourselves why aren't we willing to be challenged uh and i i guess you sort of said why but what's i don't know what is what is your uh what do you think our motivation is that w- we don't want to be challenged we don't want to do we not want to change do we not want uh i mean i guess we're insecure yeah but why are we so insecure i mean what's
1: well i think what's our fear Ultimately, right, I think in a lot of sin, it always comes back to pride. And, and ultimately, I feel like pride is idolatry in that I am unrighteously putting myself onto a throne that I'm not big enough to fill. And when I try to put myself on this this throne uh, that I know that I'm not big enough to fill up and I know that I can't righteously be in, then when all of those things start being pointed out, I feel like what it is, is they're pointing out what I already know, but I have to hide. So I'm going to, if I am the God sitting on my throne, I have to defend that God with everything I have. Mm. Now, the cool part is when we put the righteous Father, our God, into his righteous throne, all of the sudden, I no longer have to defend any of those things because he is, he's already got it. Yeah. They're not pointing out a flaw in <clears throat> my God anymore. The flaw can be in me, a foot soldier, in his kingdom. And it's yeah. okay as a foot soldier to be flawed. It's okay to to have all these. That's kind of what I see is yeah, that, yeah. that when we are put ourselves into a place that we don't belong, we have imposter syndrome. And when you have imposter uh-huh. syndrome and you feel like you don't belong, anybody saying, hey, maybe you could work on this, you're like, no, 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 I belong here. Right. This, this is my be right spot. This could very
0: embarrassing if I get toppled from this, exactly. this place. So you, be- build, build, yourself, you yeah. build
1: yourself on sand you're going to fall so you're afraid i have to another fall. idea ahead, as you're, bring as on. you're
0: saying this so and and this this probably follows in the right thing but first john says that perfect love casts out fear he who fears has not been perfected in love mm. maybe we don't want god on that throne because we don't trust in his love for us mm. we don't trust that it's safe for us to put him on that throne i know we don't trust they're, I mean what you're saying is would fall under this that we don't feel that confession or uh what is it, vulnerability or right. being open and honest about our struggles about our sin. we don't feel like that's a safe place to be no because uh yeah, and probably partly because we we feel like yeah if they really knew they they wouldn't be happy yeah. they wouldn't they wouldn't like that. Well, it's yeah, it's so, a lack
1: of trust in a. So
0: maybe we're distrusting each other as well.
1: Exactly. Yeah, I think it is. It's this lack of trust in, and it's like, again, let's look. We'll continue using Sam Presti quotes, but he he talks about first level thinking, which is where all you're looking at is the now, and and what's going to happen now. And I think it is we're we're afraid if we admit right now of the consequences of right now. Versus three, six, nine months, years later, when it, we can trust people time to heal those wounds and those things and to maybe not even heal wounds, but just to allow that, I don't know, allow them to contemplate and, and come alongside and for us to grow. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm not making any sense. No, no, no. I
0: get sort of like, you know, if you go the wrong way, one degree, it's okay for a minute. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty bad for a mile. 50 miles, you're way off. Yeah. Um, just just one degree off.
1: Well, yeah, and that I, kind of and allowing I th- that. Is- and so, as we're one degree off, and someone is saying something, it's easy in that minute, right? That yeah. that quarter mile or whatever, to be like, no, 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 it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. Yeah, we're fine. But if you would allow that correction to happen, it's going to hurt. It's going to be hard. Like, being challenged isn't always fun. It's not like you're like, yes, I need to work on this, right? <laughs> like, going to the gym is yeah. difficult. Working on a muscle is difficult. Going to school is difficult. Like, these are things that aren't made to be easy, and that's the point. That's why in Romans, as Paul talks about the cycle, right? Like, hardship builds character, and character builds hope. And hope. Uh, I'm not going to quote it right now because I don't know it that well, but it yeah. is like we we look at that hardship to to character, to building hope, to like... All of these things, it takes time. And so, first level thinking is I don't want to deal with the pain of being challenged right now instead of looking down a mile or 50 miles and see how your course will be corrected and you will be so much better for it.
0: Yeah. And, and, you know, the rest of that scripture is that because hope makes us not ashamed because the love of God has been shed abroad in our hearts. And yeah. I think, <clears throat> you know, that I think in the moment, the thing that's supposed to be our safety net is the love of god mm-hmm. the trust in the love of god that we know that however hard this is whatever however hard this conversation ends up being that it's i'm going to be okay even though it really seems hard for me to know that mm-hmm. you know we had this conversation about stress several uh, a couple months ago and i i admitted and this is one of the things i i talk about Often enough on the podcast that I tend to avoid confrontation, and I one of the things that that stress conversation helped me with was that, uh, and I still need to apply this continually in my life because it's not a natural posture for me. But uh, stress can be good because stress is how we move forward.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, stress is you're either uh, you're either on your heels or. Standing flat footed or you have forward center of gravity. And mm-hmm. forward center of gravity is stress. It's the hard conversation. It's the the challenge. Yeah. You know, in a relationship, uh, or in just in life, challenging ourselves or in um, in our relationships. So um what's what do you think is the the best way to go about setting ourselves up to challenge ourselves or challenge in relationships, and we just need to start being...
1: Again, I think... Just, holes. <laughs> yes, the <laughs> great theologian Miley Cyrus, coming like a wrecking ball, right? Just like, hey, turd face, you need to be better. <laughs> no, I you know, like I love extremes and jumping, you know, oftentimes when I'm talking to youth groups about like, well, you know, like, don't murder. <laughs> like, let's start basic. <laughs> but it is like, don't, don't come in being a turd. You know, like, you got to come in with love and grace. And then if you're challenging... Like, when you're challenging yourself, it's obviously you can be a little bit harsher. But I do think it is, like, come in with love and grace, but don't beat around the bush either. Because I think you can leave a conversation like, I did. I talked to them about that. And they have no idea what you said because you, there's, like, the bush. And you went all the way around it without ever <laughs> saying, like, hey, like, you're you're really narcissistic. Or, like, you're really... Right. A, avoid conflict. Like, and, and these are things that, like, you have to be able to to address the issue with love and grace understanding that you can be loving and kind while still addressing an issue
0: yeah i think about you know the one place in my life where i've been the opposite of this has been parenting hmm. you know and the, and i probably because of my lifetime habit of being rather passive probably as a parent sometimes i was overbearing cuz mm. it's my job to make sure that kid knows you can't walk out in the street. You can't grab that knife by the (laughs) blade, you You know, you can't do that. Uh, so I mean, raising kids, I think sometimes I probably went the opposite direction, Mm -hmm. but I think, uh, why did I do that? Because it was urgent and because Mm -hmm. I love those kids, you know, I wanted my kids to have the very best. A chance at success in life as they possibly could. So I confronted them. Yeah. Uh, and and that I, I think maybe you know if you're a parent, you could probably learn something from your parenting uh, for the rest of your relationships.
1: Yeah, and it is. It's not walking around looking like, oh, what can I challenge them on today? Right? Because if you're parenting like that, that's probably <laughs> your all of your conversations. Your kids aren't going to want to talk to you because every right. time it's like. I love you, son. You're doing right. this wrong. Well, and hey, so you bring
0: up something huge. Yes. Because I think in all of our relationships, here's a, here's one way we can set ourselves up to have the, the right to speak into someone's life is speak love and grace and support into that person's life on a daily basis. So when you speak yeah. correction it's not the only thing they ever hear from you.
1: This was, and it it touches on another piece of advice that kind of relates to the advice that I had given last episode and I didn't, but it's don't be afraid to talk about important things. And I think so often, right? Like, I love to talk sports. Sports are not important, but I, I love to talk about the Thunder and my Colts and I love OU football and I love, like, and it's such an easy, uh, as, as men oftentimes, yeah. like, if you can bring that up. You could talk for hours and never say anything. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. it is, if, if you're constantly just talking about nothing, and then all of a sudden you want to speak one thing that's like, oh, this is important and you're doing it wrong. But don't be afraid to have important conversations with yeah. people. And, and this was something, uh, We were at at Bridgeway on Sunday morning, and I was talking to a guy um, who he's had this uh, a foundational part of my faith, which has been really cool, Um, not not because of anything he did, but because of what the Lord pointed out to me through him. Um, But he had just said, like, I feel like, and he goes, maybe it's your beard, but I feel like you're like, you have the way you talk and what you talk, like you have wisdom and knowledge, but you seem timid to like, actually start that part of the conversation. And it is ah, like, interesting. you know, I, I think often we are afraid to take a conversation to something that is meaningful.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh,
1: like to go from... Because uh, we don't want to
0: seem proud or presumptuous. And, and
1: this is often a question that, that's been asked as we talk about evangelism. How do you take a conversation from small talk to the gospel? Uh like where does that transition piece go? And it is—it's like an awkward thing of like, yeah, man, did you see the Thunder game last night? Like it's been really awesome. By the way, if you don't believe in Jesus, you're going to hell, right? Like where? <laughs> right. How do you do that? Yeah. But it is if in everything, when we do stuff a lot, we get pretty good at it, yeah. right? If yeah. we're challenged to do things.
0: Yeah. If you're being, if you're, if you're always surface, well, that becomes a struggle. But yeah. like, I love what, you know. Uh, Tom, brother Tom, Tom, Tom Eliff. Yes, he was. You know, he, he, they, he and his wife just asked that waitress at the restaurant, "Hey, what can we pray for you? We always pray before our meal. What can we pray for you about? Mm-hmm. You know, that's a great way to move forward. So this has been a great
1: conversation. Lucas. Yes, Uh was do gonna, We have
0: a minute of something.
1: You have a minute what? of culture. Ah, but I was going to uh, uh, tell. It's just really quick on that note. One of the things that. That with us, like on the podcast, we talk about important things, I think, often. We try. But in our normal conversations, it's the same thing. Right. Yeah. Like we talk about important things often in our conversation. Like it, uh, when we talk, rarely is it does it ever stay surface for very long at all. If, no, no, if no, no. At no. all. You know, it's like, hey, you're like, hey, Lucas, what's up? And I'm like, hey, Phil, this is going on. And I need to right. hey, yeah, talk yeah. to somebody about it. Yeah. And it's the same, like at home with my wife, one of the, the revelation this year, a relegation. Uh this year, though, was uh, you know, we, we just stopped watching so much TV and things because we wanted to have time to talk about important things, and so yeah. our conversations rarely stay surfacey for very long. They are yeah. going in, and like for my daughters, uh, yeah. and, so and our be son purposeful about that is be I be want intentional. Them at home mm. to see that on a daily basis of intentional conversation. So now I'm you've sorry. got a minute for culture, unless you want to add I, to what I no, said.
0: No, I, I mean. I could go on, but uh, it is time to wind this up with a minute of culture. And Lucas, uh, first of all, man, great conversation. I love that. Um, Maybe we talk about this some more. Uh, Good stuff. Um, But the minute of culture, I I was sitting at a meal with uh, the guys that I work with, Uh uh and they said these words, and I was like, what? What did you just say? And they were like, oh, you haven't heard about that? It's a TikTok thing or it's a, it was a, like on a podcast and you blah, blah, blah. And I said, but wait, wait, wait. What words did you just say? And they said, poop knife. <laughs> <laughs> if you were oh, betting, you don't know about poop knife? If you were betting poop said, or no poop. So, so Lucas, do you know about poop knife? I don't know about oh poop knife. Oh my gosh, Lucas. Okay, so my whole, my, I cannot believe this is the thing, but apparently, and some of our listeners may have heard this, if, you, if you're on the TikToks, you may have seen or heard this. Apparently, there were some guys on a podcast There's this little moment where some guy says, oh, yeah, well, the poop knife, and everybody's like, whoa, 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 what are you talking about? Apparently, there's a whole subculture in America that keeps a knife near the toilet <laughs> for the purpose of cutting large, poop. unflushable. Yeah this is i'm just like i can't even believe this but so we're we're talking about this and i'm like first of all i'm like i'm eating stop but they do not stop and the guy the other so kyle is there and then uh uh, matt who we work with matt says he has worked full-time at a and a retirement center And he said, oh, no, no, that's totally a thing at the retirement center. (laughs) He said, because they take all these drugs anyway, so I don't want to talk about it anymore. Well, that's That's why it's only a minute of culture. But if you have not heard of this, please... I'm so sorry. I just brought it up because I couldn't believe it.
1: Yeah. It's It's actually a thing. It's one of those things where like some people are like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, Other people are like, they exist? (laughs) Like what? And yeah, there's so many other things that uh, we could bring up that you (laughs) would would make you like, they exist. Anyway. Anyway, so so there
0: should be music playing soon so we could just wipe. Phil minute of wrong Culture. Wrong
1: word! <laughs> wrong wording! If you have questions, comments, or concerns, or you want to get rid of that Minute of Culture, please email us at secondbreakfast777 at gmail.com or or you can hit us up in our DMs on Instagram or Facebook. And let me remind you, if you want to send in a good quality audio clip that says, good morning and welcome to Second Breakfast with Lucas and Phil, I'm Lucas, or your insert your name here, then send that to us, or you can oh, say. Oh, I get it.
0: I get it. The first time you said that, I didn't get it. Okay. Now um, you get so it. you're gonna say,
1: Good morning, and welcome to Second Bank of Lucas and Phil. I'm Lucy. Exactly.
0: Oh, okay, okay. Or yeah, okay. you
1: can send us a clip of you saying, love Woo! And we would love to play that, that on That just makes the me the feel podcast. good when I hear
0: that. I'm gonna play it again. Love and pain.
1: Love and pain. Well, we love y'all. Love you. Have a good week. Week, two weeks, two weeks. Two weeks. Bye. You know we got to challenge each other, gotta sit around, round the fire talking about all the things that we do wrong and that we do right and that we do together. You know we gotta do it all the time, y'all. We don't think that we're perfect, don't sit on the throne that God size, cause He's the only one that can fit there and do all the things that He's supposed to. We think we got it so we get swallowed up in our pride. I'm asking you to commit some crimes against humanity. Not humanity but your flesh, you see, you gotta see, you gotta put it to death, put it down so you can serve the time in heaven with the Lord Jesus now y'all I think my raps might be getting worse oh, but there were some really good moments but there's the content right there. the content
0: yeah.